Hi, I'm Mircea Mokanu and I work as a content and social media specialist in the employer branding team at UiPath. Experimenting is part of our culture, so we decided to create a series of podcasts that can highlight how it feels to work at UiPath, what projects our colleagues tackle, and why UiPath is a great place to work. Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. In this episode from Inside the Rocket Ship Podcast, I'm joined by Bardaby and Martin Kopier. They both work in our office in Eindhoven, which used to be known as Process Gold. But um, let's just hear it from them. Yeah. Hi, Bart. Uh, Martin. I, uh, I can go first. So I'm uh, Bart B. I'm a technical consultant uh, at now UiPath. It used to be Process Gold. And I've been working here since uh, August of last year. And I've been enjoying it quite a bit so far. So that's a bit about me. Sounds great. How about you, Martin? So, about me, yes, um, I'm Martijn Kopier, or uh, to make it easier, Martin, because I find that people have way easier time pronouncing Martin than Martijn. Um, <laughs> I'm, also, uh, I'm also a consultant at UiPod. Um, I started at the beginning of this year, just after my graduation, so after my graduation, I immediately stayed with the same company, and I've been uh, uh, enjoying the consultant life very much. It's been very fun until now. Uh, sounds great. Um, uh, did you both study in, in Eindhoven before um, being part of, of Process Gold slash UiPath? Yep. Yeah, we both studied in Eindhoven. We even did the same uh, masters, which was uh, business information systems. We even shared a few exams together, which was super fun. Uh, we, we were really good at helping each other uh, studying, right, Bart? Yes, I, I was mostly helping you, but... Ah, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, I, I also studied business information systems uh, in Eindhoven, and I quite enjoyed that. That's also where I learned about process mining, and uh, I'm happy that I did. It was actually, for me, the first course where I actually was paying attention and where I didn't fall asleep. So uh, it was a very clear indicator for me that that process mining was something that I was really interested in. Sounds great. Um... I th- I heard that there's like a good relationship between like people from your office and the university. Could you describe that a bit, Bart? So there's a, a two kinds of relationship between the university and the people from our office, and I think one of them is in, in a business context where Process Gold was initially partially owned by the University of Eindhoven, um, and it was also a, a spin-off from the university. Um, and that has been kept up to date quite well. That's also how I learned of Process Gold. So I went to one of my tutors at the university and I said, hey, I want to do a graduation project somewhere. And he mentioned Process Gold. Um, and then there's actually the, the social relationship of the people in our office to the technical university. Um, every Thursday, or at least before the, the COVID-19 situation, we used to always go to the university to the, uh, to the celebratory drinks or whatever on, uh, on Thursday. Um, so that was also quite nice. So I think that that about describes the relation between uh, the Eindhoven office of UiPath now and uh, and the TUE. Sounds sounds really nice. And uh, and to add to that, so there are um, quite short lines between the companies working at the uh, university and the university itself. So for me, uh, I went through a slightly different route. 
where I first started working for a company called Wolfpack. They employ students to do uh, IT work. So uh, programming was a, was a Java developer. But it happens to be that a lot of people who come to uh, join Wolfpack join Process Gold after that because it, it's just it's a it's a everybody knows everybody situation. So it's just it's just the, the natural step up to do. So that's how I got to Process Gold. And one of my friends is working at Process Gold. So worked at Process Gold. I think I'm I'm one of the few people in the office that didn't already know someone else working at Process Gold before. So. And how did you find out about oh you mentioned the tutor, right? Yeah, so yeah, I, I went to him and I was like, okay, I, I want to get a good grade for my graduation project. I want to um, uh, graduate cum laude. And he was like, well, this company uh, allows people to do that. And it happens quite often that people get good grades there. So I went for an interview uh, and I, uh, I could do my graduation there. How many people are in your office right now? Uh, physically in the office right now, not very many, of course. <laughs> well, of course, but like, you but, know, <laughs> how many people were employed at were the there? There are, two, there are uh, currently I... two watering the plants at the moment. That's two physical people in the office. <laughs> but I think employed at the Eindhoven office is um, 30 or 40-ish full-time uh, employees and then a bunch of part-timers and also some students doing their graduation projects uh, right now. Is it like uh, the office? Is it close to the university? Like, um... yeah, it, it's super close. If you if you look at the window from the office, then you see the university campus. So it's, uh, I think, a five minute walk to the campus. We often, uh, in the break, we we take a walk over the campus or through the city center. So it's a quite nice location uh, to be in. Yeah, sounds sounds great. So, the main activity or the main uh, product that um, people from from the Eindhoven office work on is process, process mining, right? Yes. Um, yep. Could any of you describe a bit um, what process mining is? I think, and you want to take? I that think Bart has a good description for that. <laughs> sure. So, uh, what process mining is? It's a technology that allows you to visualize your business processes. Um, by looking at the data that's stored in the systems running these processes. So for instance, your, your um, ERP system, uh, your enterprise resource planning system, uh, it stores all sorts of logs about what happens in that system and process mining takes these event logs, uh, so-called, and transforms them into a, a nice uh, visual picture of what that process actually goes through. And the nice thing about that is that you need to do some configuration at the beginning and after that it's all automatic and you automatically get a map of what's actually happening within your business. I think that's in short uh, what I can tell you about process mining. Yeah, and to, a bit to add to that, just because of this, the uh, difficultness of the current processes in the world, like how big they're scaling, uh, how many employees are working on the same uh, case or on the same item, it gets kind of... Uh, becomes a mess and then with this with these automatic techniques you can let the computer do all the calculation for you and see what you're actually doing on your process instead of what you're thinking what you're doing well, that sounds great um, yep. is this something uh, completely new or like this technology um, yeah I would say that it's um, I don't know by heart but it much of the research has been done like started in Eindhoven I think that's about 
15 years old, Bart, could you confirm? Yeah, I think the first mentions of, of ideas related similar to it are from the, the start of this, uh, this century. Um, and I think from then it has taken off. So a lot of the research has been done by, by Wil van der Aalst. He's a, well, he's the so-called godfather of process mining. Uh, he's also in the scientific board of, or he was in the scientific board of process gold. I'm not sure how that works right now, but, um, so that's also one of the ties that we still have to the university. Great. And how, how, how would you describe the, like the combination between process mining and automation? So I think that uh, it's, a, it's a super powerful combination um, because process mining allows you to look at the, the high level processes within your organization um, and see what has to be optimized in there. So what, what inefficiencies there are and what opportunities there are for automation. Um, and then you can use the, the RPA to actually do these automations and improve the process. Um, so process mining looks at a, a broader scope and allows you to see where you can apply automation to improve your process. And then afterwards, after these automations are running, you can also actually um, monitor the automation using the process mining technique. So it's quite a powerful combination. Yeah, it sounds 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 really cool uh, and like completely useful. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's very powerful, but it also that one of the things that I often realize is that uh, both of these notions, uh, automation and process mining, talk about processes, but they're not the same processes. So that's often very confusing. And one thing we, we have to handle a lot during our job when, when customers are used to automation and we come with process mining, uh, that often is a bit of a struggle at the beginning. Yeah. So to give an example, uh, if you do RPA, then many tasks that are done is like clicking in a screen or clicking a certain field or performing an action, an action like typing a letter on your keyboard, but those actions are still a bit too low level for uh, process mining. You want to have something bigger. So if you say, if you have an action called uh, um, confirming a uh, an invoice, that's a high level process, and we need to find a way to combine these two, such that we get a uh, proper process process mining model. So, you said, uh, Martin, that you joined at the beginning of this year, and Bart was here already uh, since August last year. I'm I'm with you. I passed since August last year as, as well, so I'm not that old. Uh, but I heard people saying that. You know, if you spend some months here, you're already old since the company has like three years. <laughs> um, but what I wanted to ask both of you is, um, could you describe a bit, you know, the the how things were when you were part of Process Gold and then how things are, are now and maybe like the, the merger uh, itself? Sure. You want to go first? Yeah, sure. So... Um, let's say, so you want a general feeling of how it was at Process Gold first? Yeah. So, yeah, so for the graduation uh, at Process Gold, it was absolutely fantastic. I couldn't have wished for a better uh, company to do my graduation at. Uh, they do expect a lot from you. So uh, the average grade is an 8 out of 10, which is quite high for a graduation project. And they expect you to work, but they expect you to work on your graduation. What I've heard from a lot of friends is that they were asked to do some odd jobs for the company which had nothing to do with their graduation actually, and which completely removed them from their actual uh, research. And there was n nothing asked of me uh, like that. It was only like work on your thesis, bring us some cool research. 
uh, anytime I needed some help, uh, people were very helpful, very eager to jump in and, uh, and, and help you with, uh, with your problems. So that was great. The atmosphere in the, in the company, well, I was sitting next to uh, the consultants group. And it's still quite a physically small office at the moment. So there was a lot of uh, fun going on. <laughs> even uh, even in the more serious days, you always had like an half an hour where you could just chill with your, with your colleagues. And it was absolutely fantastic. When the uh, merger happened, well, for the first like few months, nothing really changed. Well, that's because you're merging with an international company. Uh, and of course, you're not really joining offices, so it's not physically uh, much change. What you what you notice is that people got a lot busier, and it sometimes happened that people were a bit confused. Okay, what we what should we do now? Where 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 are we heading? Um, uh, so for the first few months, nothing much changed, um, and then I became a consultant right after we did the uh, the the merging was like going for three four months. So I don't even know how it was in the olden days because I already got the most new, uh, the, the, the most newest form of, of work already. Um, so I think uh, Bart can answer that a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. So as a general feeling about my graduation project, I think Martijn has, uh, has talked about a lot of the things that I would like to talk about. So yeah, it was really fun and there was a lot of pressure to perform, but it was good pressure. Um, so that was quite nice. And it helped me quite a bit. Um, then I graduated in May and started working in August. So I had a bit of a break uh, in between. Um, and yeah, then in October, the, the actual merger uh, happened. Um, and yeah, that was quite exciting. Of course, I just started my first real job. And suddenly the company that was small and, and fun to work at was taken over by a quite big company. So that was uh, was exciting. Um, and I think that did change quite a bit, uh, from the beginning. So initially while I was working mostly on, on regular or customers close by, one of the biggest customers I was working on was also located in Eindhoven and suddenly the work was spread all over the world and we were flying everywhere. I, I flew to Romania to give a training to, to some of the consultants there about our product. Um, so that was a sudden shift of being a quite local company to a globally focused company that uh, was quite nice to to go through there were also some downsides to it but uh, i think the the positives uh, by far outweigh the negatives uh, in that how would you describe the the, the culture at uipath like um you know cause you, these days you see like everyone's talking about culture culture what how our employees feel and what they do and I'm, I'm like curious because um, I had, you know, I had one feeling when I joined, but the way you joined the company, it was a bit different because you you somehow worked in the same place, but also became part of a new company. So, you know, from the from your angle, how how does it feel like this UiPath thing? I think that the culture of, of the old Process Gold and, and UiPath is quite similar. That's also uh, one of the things that uh, we heard from our old CEOs that made them go through with it, is that the culture was a very good fit. Um, because I think it's it's very open and everyone's open to help. Um, so if you have some questions, then you can just ask someone. And uh, even if, you, if you're not sure that it's the right person to ask, they will forward you to someone that does know. Um, so I think that's quite nice. I really like that. Uh, it may also makes it a lot easier doing the merger because a lot of things are uncertain and a lot of things aren't thought about yet. 
um, and everyone being so open to help and uh, and that stuff uh, makes it much easier to find the right people and do the right stuff. Yeah, I agree. It feels uh, it feels very good at the moment, and like culture-wise, also even if we're separated like geographically, I see like in Slack and many things being organized to have some kind of bond. So certainly with COVID, that made it even even uh, more difficult to have like a like a fun culture. But I see so many things getting organized, and there is actively proactive work being done on keeping the cohesion as high as possible. So I really like that a lot. Uh, I also at least for the moment, I do not have the feeling that anybody's trying to uh, work themselves off up for their own gain. Like at least in our in in, in our team, uh, we're doing it as a team, and everybody knows we're doing it as a team. So that's why everybody's super open to help you with what you're doing. Uh, and if we can keep that, then I'm gonna be a long uh, employee at UiPath. <laughs> uh, you know, it was the same for me when I joined because I had my role is to create content. Um, for potential candidates. So basically, that can be made out of, with the help of people from, you know, different departments, like all over the company and all, all over the world. And just like Bart said, is like, even when you ask someone something and it's not them who should answer to that, they would definitely point you to the, the right person. And it feels like it's, to me, it feels like it's really open. It's a place where you can, um, uh, I don't know, uh, get to know people and experience different cultures. And as you said, Martin, um, COVID made it even more, um, brought us even like closer in, you know, in a strange way, virtually, but um, yeah. it um, it did, yeah. And what I also quite, quite liked seeing uh, during the COVID situation is that there were initiatives from the top down saying, okay, we're going to have these these yoga sessions and all these staying active sessions. But there were also a lot of things from the, the employees themselves saying, okay, let's let's try to do this to stay in contact and let's try to have all this fun activity uh, to to keep ourselves occupied in our free time. So that's also I quite like. Yeah, that. like they they did it organically. We did it organically. It was like um, even yeah. like Slack channels, yep. like I don't know different sessions of I don't know, lunches and um, uh, beers after yoga yeah. and all, all kinds of exercise stuff and it's great yeah I did join the yoga class once but it that it didn't seem like a good idea at that point but I'll I'll just keep on trying <laughs> and how did you do, how did it go well it was quite painful let's say <laughs> um, <laughs> but in a good way painful like you know uh, okay Quite tiring, but really nice. Um, yeah. I think I have one last question here, and um, regarding this this topics um, like work related, um, I'm curious how would how how would you describe this place to someone who'd like to join? Like, what would you tell them? You know, not in order to have um, a a pitching, you know, but just like how would you honestly? ask someone to, to, to join and why should they join um, UiPath? So I think um, it requires a certain type of person to, to work at UiPath because if you are really laid back and you don't really want to do work, then I don't think you'll, you'll thrive. 
if you really want to work on yourself and really have fun with uh, doing what you do and you have a passion for it and want to spend the time on it then i think it's a it's a really good environment to um to grow especially uh, since it's a relatively young company there's a lot of things that still have to be hammered out but that also leaves a bit of space to develop yourself and and filling your work the way you want to do it yes exactly it's a it's a place where um like I said before, it's the it's the it's the helping each other and the non-competitiveness, and like you're allowed to show that sometimes, certainly as a young person just joining a big company, I can understand. Like I have that myself, that where I sometimes feel a bit, I wouldn't say like not knowing the answer. I wouldn't wanna, I don't wanna sound dumb or I don't wanna say that I don't know anything. But with UiPath, it's absolutely no problem. So you're you're. Uh, uh, people do challenge you, but they challenge you in a way that you learn even better and anytime you need any help there are loads of people ready for you to help you so i would say it's a really nice place to be as a graduation student for example and after that yeah it sounds great i feel the same about it working here like like you said uh, it's this um this just uh, new company all over the world with open people and challenging and like bart said Definitely agree that there's a certain type of person to, to join this company. It's not like, uh, I don't feel it's like for everybody. Now comes the part where I should be talking about leisure time. And I can't, I really can't help myself asking, did you start cooking or baking during this pandemic? <laughs> uh, well, actually I did. So <laughs> uh, during my entire student time, I was a very bad cook, a very lazy cook mostly. Uh, and once I started working at the company, I finally got some money, like being from going from a poor student going to a somewhat less poor, <laughs> poor working man. Uh, there is a something called HelloFresh in the Netherlands, and they bring like fresh goods to your door with uh, uh, recipes. And that was the best choice of my of my life. I've never eaten so healthy, and I've never eaten so tasty. So for me, it was it was perfectly. Only the thing is, it's a bit more expensive than doing it, doing it on your own. So uh, certainly during this pandemic, it's a great way to uh, to spend your time, just spending a, uh, an hour cooking and enjoying the day. Yeah, I I used to already like uh, like cooking quite a bit and like baking quite a bit. Um, but I recently moved houses and now uh, I have a dishwasher available to me. So that makes it a lot more fun because the worst part about making food was always doing the dishes afterwards. And now I don't have to do that anymore. So I'm enjoying it more. Definitely. To uh, to give you a bit of perspective, when I ended my uh, graduation because of the stress eating, I gained about 10 kilos and they're all gone now. So that's great. <laughs> so that sounds great. I mean... Um, were you able to go out um, during this uh, late weeks or months? Um, how was like uh, in your city? How did things go? Because we had a lockdown for two months and we could only go out for really specific reasons. And uh, that was like only near the house. So I was just curious, like how it, how was it for you? It was quite okay in the Netherlands because they opted for something they like to call an intelligent lockdown, where they, well, yeah, intelligent, um, they they told you to stay indoors as much as possible, but they weren't fully restricting it as long as you kept your distance to people and uh, and didn't go out in excessive am amounts of people. Basically. Yeah, it was like three. Uh, so that was quite nice. It was like three people for a long time, not more than three. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 
I think if you were with three or more people um, together outside, then you would get fined for that. But if you were one or two people, then you uh, you would be okay. So that was quite nice, and we were still allowed to go outside for sport and stuff. So you nice. mentioned sports. Uh, do you practice any sports, or I don't know what other um, hobbies do you have? So uh, I yeah, can you take the sport? <laughs> I uh, I used to play a lot of squash, but unfortunately that is now not allowed because you're cramped together in a tiny room with uh, with two people. Um, I heard recently that they are thinking about allowing people to uh, to play squash together again as long as they live in the same household, which for a lot of people doesn't really make a lot of sense. But for me, I'm fortunate enough that my girlfriend also plays squash, and that's also how we met. Uh, so we can uh, we can actually go play squash together again soon. I hope. Um, for now, I've been trying to do some running uh, and cycling, but most of the time I don't bother because I I lack a bit of motivation to go outside uh, a lot of the time. So that's yeah, a bit unfortunate about the about the COVID situation, but there's not much we can do. About Unfortunately, that. not. <laughs> yeah, for me it's uh, it's cycling. So I picked that up at the beginning of this year, just after I graduated. And it's actually one of the first sports that I love. Uh, It took me a really long time to find something that I liked. Uh, But I finally something that I really love. And I'm actually going to hang my bike on the wall this afternoon. And it's the first time I'll be drilling anything into a wall. So uh, (laughs) as an IT guy, I'm uh, good with computers. But physically, it sometimes uh, doesn't really work out. So I'm very excited on what will happen. Maybe you'll get a a addendum to this podcast if it really goes wrong. (laughs) Maybe you can send a picture after you you just... uh... Exactly. Exactly. We'll do. I will Um, do. (laughs) But other than sports, like, do you have any other passions that you'd like to mention? So I think a a lot of my time is is spent uh, on gaming too. Um, that's a bit of a standard answer, I'm afraid, for a tech company, but uh, it's true. Uh, it, it's a bit less than it used to be. I used to have, well, I wouldn't say a problem, but it was very close to a problem uh, when I was still in, in high school. But that uh, went down a bit as I had to spend more time on, on school and on work. But now I still enjoy the occasional gaming session with some friends uh, quite a bit. So, yeah, same as Bart, also uh, also gaming. But next to that, my other hobbies uh, will include, uh, like, I wouldn't say it's a hobby, but I do it a lot, like hanging out with friends and going to concerts and uh, going to DJs and like they have good good parties. But all those things are in a, uh, yeah, not really doable <laughs> at the moment. So I'm following a lot of live streams where DJs are doing uh, COVID-19 uh, <laughs> sessions. Um, uh, so far, yeah, yeah that we still have enough to do. So with the gaming, it's uh, it's fine. My Steam library is finally getting a bit clean. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm I miss concerts as well, but I guess we're stuck with gaming these days. <laughs> it's like, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I just wanna I wanna ask you one last thing. Um, is there anything I should have asked you but I didn't during this podcast? I mean. Would you feel like sharing anything else? That's a good question. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I'm not sure. I can't really think of anything right now on the top of my head. I think we hit every major uh, topic, right? 
Yeah, I think we did. Um, I want to thank you. It was really nice talking to you. It was, once again, uh, one of those days I really love my job for being able to, to um, connect with people all over the world. I know I said this during this episode, and I'm saying this like once a week. But I, I am really, really happy uh, whenever I do this. So thank you, thank you. It was it was great talking to you. Yeah, it's great talking to you. Yeah, too. I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot talking to you, and it was a, a breath of fresh air and something that I haven't done before. So that's uh, quite nice. Exactly. So is this the part where I point people to my gerbil podcast? <laughs> or <laughs> you could. Yeah, that would be the start. Like if if you're if you're not doing so much sports and concerts this, these days, then maybe starting a podcast should be could be one of exactly yeah. exactly. <laughs> maybe that's a really good idea. We'll think about it. Okay then. Thank you. Bye. Thank you a lot. Bye bye. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be publishing more podcasts on our YouTube channel, so keep posted. Until then, make sure you check our blog and read other stories about how working at UiPath feels.